Why do typical packets of birth control pills include placebos? Whether it's a 21 active 7 placebo pack or 24 active 4 placebos, why is this necessary? And what's the history behind causing a withdrawal bleed in women on the pill? Does it matter? Is it necessary? And is it better to skip that and use the pill continuous? Some of these answers are going to be pretty surprising. Let's talk about that next. Seventy-two percent of women who practice contraception currently use non-permanent methods, primarily hormonal methods like the pill, the patch, the implant, injectable and vaginal rings, the IUDs or condoms. The rest rely on female or male sterilization. The pill and female sterilization have been the two most commonly used methods since 1982. Let's review the strange, kind of bizarre, and interesting history behind the development of the oral contraceptive pill and why placebos were put in those packs to begin with. Contraception, of course, is not a new concept. Actually, even scripture in the Old Testament in the book of Genesis makes reference to a coitus interruptus episode. This has to do with chapter 38 in the book of Genesis and Onan. Remember that Onan was a second son of Judah, and like his older brother Ur, Onan is eventually struck down by God. Onan was unwilling to father a child with his widowed sister-in-law. Here's where that scripture reference comes in. When Onan had sex with Tamar, he, quote, withdrew before his finish and spilled his seed on the ground. So we can see even in the Old Testament, coitus interruptus was described. Of course, this earned him a slay down from God, but nonetheless, it's still in scripture. Back to antiquity. Again, nothing new. Ancient Egyptian women used a combination of cotton, dates, honey, and even berries as vaginal suppositories. But the issue and concept of modern hormonal contraception actually goes back to 1951, where a chemist named Carl Dejerasi in Mexico City created a pill by synthesizing hormones from Mexican yams. Now, on a chemical level, the pill had been invented, but the creator, this chemist, wasn't equipped to test it to prove it worked or to mass distribute it. In 1952, a year after this Mexican yam extract was made available, the race was on to form hormonal contraception. Gregory Pincus, an endocrinologist, tests progesterone in rats and finds out that it actually suppresses ovulation. He meets gynecologist John Rock, who had already begun testing chemical contraception in women. Now, Frank Colton, chief chemist at the pharmaceutical company Searle, also was independently developing synthetic progesterone as a way to suppress ovulation. Then, in 1954, Rock and endocrinologist Pincus conduct the first human trials on 50 women in Massachusetts. The results? It actually worked. In 1956, large-scale clinical trials were conducted in Puerto Rico where there were no anti-birth control laws on the books. 
the pill is deemed close to 100% effective in controlled trials, but some serious side effects were ignored. Now remember, this included initial estrogen doses of 100 micrograms or more compared to the now low dose and ultra low dose ranging from 35 micrograms down to 10 micrograms currently available now. Well, in 1960, the pill is approved for contraceptive use. By 1962, it was an instant hit. After two years, 1.2 million American women were on the pill. And after three years, the number almost doubled to 2.3 million. But despite its gaining popularity, remember, we're talking about the early 1960s, the pill is highly controversial. The Pope and the Roman Catholic Church conveys a commission on population, the family, and the use of contraception. And many within the Catholic Church are opposed to the use of hormonal contraception. In 1965, five years after the FDA approval, 6.5 million American women were on the pill, making it the most popular form of birth control in the United States at that time. But in 1968, Pope John VI ultimately declares his opposition to the pill in his treatise Humani Vitali. So we have this paradox between widestream use of oral contraception and the Catholic Church pushing against it. Why does this matter? Because this controversy, this struggle, is the foundation as to why birth control pills have placebos. Let's get into that next. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Remember, when the first birth control pill was first out under the brand name Enovid, it did not come in the modern pill pack or dial pack now associated with birth control pills. It came in a little vial just like all other medication, and it did not contain placebo pills. So where did the placebo pills come from or this idea of withdrawal bleeding? Well, as we hinted to before, the answer lies within the Catholic Church. The Church viewed birth control as an immoral act because it prevented childbearing. However, the Church did allow the issue of procreation being deferred when sex was done during, quote, safe periods where a woman wasn't ovulating. In other words, she could use natural family planning, which was dictated by periodic regular episodes of bleeding. In other words, having a period. So this Byzantine and slightly confusing belief mattered because one of the scientists that we've already discussed, John Rock, was a devout Catholic. He was convinced, however, kind of naively, that the church would accept the pill as a form of natural contraception if it was presented in the light that women will still have a regular bleed. 
because the pill contained progestin, a hormone naturally released after ovulation. The idea was that by adding estrogen to the pill, they could more likely mirror a regular menstrual cycle and convince people that they were still having periods. So Rock considered this a sort of scientific extension of the rhythm method. But in order for it to be palatable to the church, he knew that it had to seem natural. And if a woman took the pill continuously without withdrawal bleed, then that would cause for marital and church-based discomfort and strife. So Rock and his collaborator, Gregory Pincus, decided that the pill should be taken in four-week cycles containing regular birth control with a certain amount of pills known as placebo pills for anywhere from five to seven days to mirror or mimic a natural period. So there it is. The reason for the withdrawal bleed has nothing to do with a physiological or medical necessity. It was in order to appease those who were having conscious objection or moral debates about the use of the pill and those placebo pills were put in there to try to mimic a regular cycle which would be pleasing to the Pope and the Catholic Church. This formula, three weeks of hormonal pills, followed by one withdrawal week, which became the standard in the industry, became the standard norm for over 40 years. In 2003, the drug company Barr released Seasonel. This was the first oral contraceptive that was pre-packaged to give women the option of foregoing monthly withdrawal bleed. It contained 84 hormone pills and 7 placebo pills. Of course, all types of birth control pills can do this simply by discarding the placebos and starting a new pack the next day when the regular placebo would otherwise be initiated. But Seasonel simply made it easy because it was prepackaged. As disclosure, I have no ties to Seasonel, and this isn't a marketing plug, but just part of the history. Of course, now the data has caught up to the idea of continuous birth control pill use. A study by the Cochrane Organization found that women on extended cycle pills fared better in terms of headache, genital irritation, tiredness, bloating, and overall menstrual pain and discomfort than on those who had the pill used to induce monthly bleed. A peer review article by ACTA in Obstetrics and Gynecology, Scandinavia, acknowledged that long-term studies are still lacking, but ultimately concluded that continuous use oral contraception showed no unique side effects beyond increased spotting and still resulted in less total bleeding days than non-continuous birth control pill use. So, there you have it. There is no medical or scientific or physiological reason why women need to have a withdrawal bleed if they are doing menstrual manipulation with daily contraceptive use. However, some women still use to have a withdrawal cycle for reassurance against pregnancy. But it's interesting that the entire notion of withdrawal bleeding came out from the Catholic Church instead of scientific journals. Remember, the original idea of oral contraceptive pills was to mirror a pseudo-pregnancy state and have women use oral contraception for about nine months and then trigger a very small period at the end of that time if desired. So, continuous use or cyclic? Overall, it ends up being the patient's choice. But remember, there's no true medical or physiological reading to bleed while you're on oral contraception. 
Well, there you go. The strange story of Mexican yams, pills, and the Pope. Thanks for listening to this episode of Clinical Pearls. We'll see you next time.